welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff and thanks for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and retirement. I am not a financial advisor and this is only for entertainment purposes. But please make sure to like, follow, and share so we can all grow together. What's going on guys? Welcome back. Thank you for joining me and uh, pretty cool to see some of the analytics on the podcast, people coming from around the world. Uh, it's really neat to see. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming and spending some time with me, whether you're walking the dog or working out or having your morning coffee. I appreciate it. Um, so this week we're, uh, we're continuing to move up here in the S&P. We are on day five of uh, an uptrend here and we're right under 4500 on the S&P 500 uh, which is an all-time high we've been closing at highs here pretty much every day for the the past few days it's edging up a little bit um, so we had some some calls on some different stocks from episode one and episode three and uh, a lot of them are kind of unchanged or kind of fluctuate fluctuating right around where they were uh, we do have a couple standouts though. Um, ABML, which I uh, was telling you guys was a speculative play on lithium. They are getting beat up. Uh, that's probably got a lot to do with uh, China working with uh, the Taliban and Afghanistan to get the lithium out of uh, Afghanistan. Uh, puts a hurting on our lithium industry and as speculative as abml is it does hurt it so they're down about 9.78 percent but uh good news is that is the only one that is noticeably lower on uh, the calls of the 11 that we made in those past two episodes uh draft kings has been killing it i mean they are up uh over 10 percent in two weeks um that was from episode one they're doing really great um Kind of figured from their earnings report shortly before episode one that uh, they had a great quarter and they kind of traded down, traded even, um, looked like they were going to break out and then kind of stayed a little range bound. And then when the market started turning and coming back up, they went up drastically. So that uh, that one I kind of thought was going to going to roll up nice and it's doing really well for us. Um, end phase. Uh, since Sunday, up 5%. I'll take that all day. We're up about $10 a share on that one. Uh, Disney rolling up nicely, kind of rebounding uh, 2% since uh, Sunday when we recorded. Uh, Neo up about 2.5%. Uh, I think that one's still got a ways to go. They've still got those Chinese problems with the uh, government over there, uh, kind of hindering their, their movement, but they are uh, rolling up. I think we saw some support down in the 36 range. So, you know, they're, they're trading up nicely. Win looking real good. Uh, called them on Sunday from 88 or $89. They're trading right over 100 now. So they're up 10.5% in four days. So that is another nice move for us. Um, but wanted to uh, talk more about crypto today. I know everyone, uh, if, you're, if you're in it, a lot of this will be kind of uh, beginner level stuff. But uh, I do want to kind of get into what it is and what we can do with it and how it can be used 
and uh, kind of the general synopsis of what cryptocurrency is. And basically it is a decentralized digital money that uh, can be traded over the internet. Um, in its in its general form, that's really what it was originally designed to be. Uh, Bitcoin being the first one in 2008, didn't really get popular until early 2010s. Um, but you know, as you know, there's tons of different cryptocurrencies now. Uh, more than I could even try to name them all. Um, there's there's tons of them, and it sounds like a um, meme or a momentum coin is coming out every other week. Um, so there's Really, the, the Bitcoin is more of a transfer of dollars, transfer of, of money. Uh, that's its main purpose, uh, kind of like digital gold, a lot of people will call it. So you're trading money from one platform to another, holding it in a, in a wallet online. That's pretty much the basis of it. And uh, it will be a total of 26 million coins um, when it's finished mining. And that's all there will ever be on Bitcoin. So there's a there's a limited supply. There's people that have lost their keys, um, which I mean I, I think people people know now that there's really no good way to recover them. So make sure you you have them if you have it stored somewhere off chain, somewhere in a private wallet. Um, make sure you have all your um, your your keys to your uh, your crypto wherever you decide to store it. But uh, uh, Ethereum, a bit different, um, where you can exchange Ethereum for, for money. You can use your fiat money, your US dollar or your uh, pounds or euros to buy Ethereum or any other crypto. You just transfer from a fiat wallet into your crypto wallet. You, you would buy the, the crypto and then store it in one of a couple different places. Um, so and an e increase in demand. So you're gonna have that price fluctuation going up over time for the, the rising demand in Bitcoin. Uh, and the demand comes from other countries having weaker um, currency to where they're looking for a currency that they are going to be able to survive with. And you know, El Salvador just um, made Bitcoin legal tender. So you're going to have people that are in other developing countries try to save Bitcoin because they're not going to want to use their currency because they can fluctuate the value of it so easily that it's worthless when they go to use it. So it, it makes it a little bit more even throughout the world. Um, and you know, when us Americans travel um, we will have Bitcoin that we could pay with, possibly preloaded onto a card or, you know, be able to transfer it quicker than wire transfers. So there's a lot of different demand for it around the world um, just because there's going to be less of it and more people want it. So, you know, you don't do not have to buy a complete coin. A lot of people think that, you know, oh, it's it's forty seven thousand dollars. There's no way I could ever get into Bitcoin. It's too late. But you can buy partial shares or partial uh, coins. Um, so, you know, you can put in $100 or $200 or try to average in when the price goes down to under 30 like it did about a month ago or 30000 a month ago. And that's one way that you can 
start getting into Bitcoin, getting into cryptocurrency and not, you know, don't feel obligated to spend $47,000 on one coin because you absolutely do not have to do that. Um, but, you know, Ethereum is a bit cheaper currently. Um, one, the market cap, uh, Ethereum is number two and Bitcoin is number one. So it's cheaper in that sense, but also the price per coin is cheaper as well. So, you know, where uh, Bitcoin is in the $47,000, $48,000 range, uh, Ethereum is currently trading around $3,200 uh, as of the time I'm recording this um, on the uh, 25th of August. And, you know, a lot of people think that Ethereum uh, has gone up very rapidly in the past month, but there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, that, uh, you know, with changes that have come to the Ethereum network that have made uh, Ethereum a deflationary or, or less inflationary of a asset because they are burning some of the Ethereum as it is made or as it's transacted. So that means some of the fees that are um, associated with doing transfers of Ethereum on the, on the blockchain, which I'll get to in a second, are being uh, erased from erased from the ledger so the coins are um, you know not disappearing but they're uh, getting rid of them over time in the in the form of these fees they had fees that were going straight to the miners the people who are making the coins uh, and their their mining rigs their mining setups and now those miners are only getting I think it's like two point one dollars per transaction so it used to be associated more heavily with uh, volume. The you know if you wanted something done faster, you could pay more fees to get it done. But now it's a flat rate of like I said, about two dollars per per transaction. But uh, you know, so what is blockchain? So blockchain is basically a system of recording information in a way that makes it difficult or impossible to change. Um, so each transaction. Uh, takes a, a group of uh, transactions and puts them into one block and then the block is sent and transacted in in according to the the transaction that you're that you're doing where you're sending money to and from or in ethereum it's a little bit different as to what's being sent but essentially things are going from a to b so blockchain is is pretty safe because of the fact that it, it goes to multiple computers. Everyone that's on the blockchain can see the transactions being done. So once they are done, it's, it's already moved and they go onto the ledger. The ledger basically shows you everything that's been transacted. So once, once it's done, it's done, it's on the chain and everyone has access to see it. So if anything were to be changed, everyone would have access. So not one person can change it. Um, it definitely makes it a safe uh, way or a safe way to transact, but there have been some instances where individual brokerages have been hacked or individual wallets have been hacked. So, you know, it's very uh, crucial that you keep your keys and your, uh, your wallet information in a, a locked up place to where, you know, no one's going to gain access to it. And as far as where to store it, there are some different 
brokerages that you can store your individual crypto on, uh, PayPal or Venmo or Cash App, uh, those are not on chain. You more or less have a dollar amount as a placeholder in an account where the money is there, but PayPal or whoever you're trading from owns your owns your coins. You don't own them, so you can't do anything with them without selling them. And you know that's not beneficial because if you wanted to move them from place to place or put them in a safer location, uh, there are like USB drives to where you can take um, your coins and put them onto a USB drive that is encrypted and you could lock that up. Um, but on PayPal, you can't do that. You'd physically have to sell the dollar amount that you're trying to sell and you would be taxed on that money as income if there are gains. So it is nice to have a, uh, a different platform to store them. Uh, there are platforms that earn interest. Uh, you know, I trade on Binance.us uh, and Crypto.com. Um, Binance having lower fees to purchase, but uh, they have less interest than Crypto.com. So I will take my coins from Binance out of my wallet. I will take them and then put them, or uh, when you do the transfer, you would have to have your wallet address from Crypto or wherever you're trying to put them, the Crypto.com address. And you could physically send them from uh, Binance to Crypto.com. And then when they are there, Crypto.com has an earn platform that uh, will pay interest on the crypto that you hold at, at Crypto.com. And Ethereum is currently about 5.5% on a three-month term. Uh, that is APY, so you will not get 5.5% for three months. But if you re-enroll your, your coins at the end of the three months continually for a year, you would have made 5.5%. So it is a good way to earn some money on the, the coins that you hold. And you can make more on stable coins, uh, USDC or Tether. These are coins that mimic the dollar. It's basically a digital dollar. And you can earn up to, uh, I think it's 10%. Uh, on crypto.com or if you have a certain amount there there are some ways to get more interest on crypto.com if you have some of their native token CRO that will up your um, your interest rates on savings and you can earn up to 12 or possibly 14 I think there's a way to do it when you get 14% interest APY on your stable coins so there are a good bunch of ways to make your coins work for you while you're holding them uh, other than just um, having them on the blockchain. But like I said, it is better in my opinion to, to physically be able to hold your coins in a wallet that is your own personal private wallet rather than PayPal or Cash App because you have a little bit more flexibility as to what you can do with your coins and make them work for you. Now, there are a bunch of different coins, like I said earlier, the, the altcoins as they're called, if you're not dealing with Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, those are the big two. I think pretty much everything else is, is labeled an altcoin. Um, a couple big ones that are, are doing well lately here are uh, Cardano, Solana, uh, Matic is doing pretty well. Um, 
these coins are, are all deemed altcoins and they all different have different purposes and uh, most of them do dogecoin is more of a meme momentum coin um but you know the ones with utility are the ones that i like the ones that solve problems uh you know such as v chain works really well with supply chain management and making sure that the product made at a, at a plant or a manufacturer is a product that we're buying um, one of the big things that they're trying to do is get medications uh, make sure they're untampered and you know storage controlled or uh, climate controlled from A to B and you know they, they're using the the blockchain technology and uh, V chains I think going to be going on to the Cardano network using smart contracts here on the uh, the 12th of September and for that reason you know Cardano has been running up like crazy with um, the changes that have been coming from their new uh, hard fork as they call it uh, changes in the Cardano network and the adoption of smart contracts in that platform so there's been a bunch of changes it's making Cardano look a lot more uh, you have more utility and have more use for lots of different people who are going to be going to the, the Cardano network for the, the quickness of it, the speed and the low fees in comparison to Ethereum. Ethereum is still that number two. I still think Ethereum is probably going to be bigger than Bitcoin uh, within a couple years here um, just because it, it has more use cases than what Bitcoin does. You know, the, the smart contracts will do things like, uh, you know, real estate transactions will be done through smart contracts to where there's no middleman. Um, a lot of people have talked about wills or uh, estate planning done with smart contracts. And when, when they can uh, get all these things to work on these networks, uh, I'm sure that there's, there's going to be continuous upside to the ones that have more use cases than just the storage of money uh, and for that reason you know the cardano and ethereum are my two big uh purchases here lately and i, I definitely see them going up uh, you know i i wouldn't be surprised if if cardano goes from it's uh about 270 280 right now i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if it goes to five dollars a coin by the end of the year uh i mean once once this new um uh, smart contract network rolls out I, I think we're going to take off and we're going to see some some great gains here uh, but ethereum also they just like i said they they've had some changes as well to where a lot of the transactional fees are being uh burned in in the uh ethereum the actual coins are are being burned and they're no longer in existence and for that they're deflating the amount of supply that is out there and they have burned about 220 million dollars worth of ethereum uh, from august 5th to august 21st so a little over two weeks and they burned 220 million worth of ethereum uh, about 70,000 tokens in that time frame uh, so you know they're they're limiting the supply and it's about uh 32 percent that uh, Ethereum has run up, and that's about the same amount that they have burned um, in that time frame. So they're they're making more, and they're they're still making coins, 
but they're also burning them as uh, transactions are completed on the network. Uh, Ethereum has the, the biggest uh, platform of uh, developers right now, so they've got more projects going on. I do think that Cardano being a little bit cheaper, faster to transact on is going to give them a run for their money. Uh, certainly once the smart contract platform comes up in a, in a few weeks here. And like I said, I'm using Binance and Crypto.com. Um, I'm not purchasing on Crypto.com because they do have higher fees and they make you do uh, direct wire transfers from your bank in order to uh, get the money in without um, heavier fees for credit card or debit card transactions. And for that reason, I, I buy on Binance. Uh, like I said, the, the transactional fees are less and I can easily deposit money even on the weekends from directly from my account. I don't have to go into my online banking like I would have to do on crypto.com and initiate a transfer that would take three days, which makes it hard to buy when, you know, if there's a market dip, it makes it a little bit harder to get your money in, in time. Uh, versus Binance, I can easily just do a uh, a deposit or a quick withdrawal from my, like I use Bank of America, so out of my Bank of America account into a uh, my Binance account. So then I'll purchase, and then the the coins will be in your your crypto wallet on Binance. So if you're on Binance, it's the middle tab on the bottom, and then you can see the amount of us dollars that you hold equivalent in these coins so if you were you know holding you know if you bought half an eth coin or ethereum you'd have about you know 1575 or 1600 dollars in the value of ethereum in your wallet so it wouldn't be it would it'll give you a placeholder of yes it's 1600 dollars but it's not 1600 dollars us it's sixteen hundred dollars worth of ethereum but it will give you that placeholder of how much you have in your account uh, and then when if you're ready and if you want to earn uh, the interest on it you can do those transactions over to crypto uh, and like i said earlier there's a a fiat wallet if you were to put money directly from your bank account into crypto.com it would go into a fiat wallet, either your US dollars or pounds or yen or however you are purchasing wherever you are throughout the world. So it would be your paper currency wallet. And then you have a crypto wallet. If so, if you transfer from Binance to crypto.com, it would have that half of an Ethereum coin in your crypto wallet. So it would say 1600, but it's actually being held in a crypto. Um, so it's the equivalent of your us dollars in ethereum in the crypto wallet and then if you want to earn with your crypto you would go to the earn platform click the little plus sign and add your ethereum over to your uh, crypto earn platform and then there are uh, three different terms that you can put your your crypto or lock up your crypto for so it's either a flexible term a one month term or three months and uh, you know I, I keep mine locked up for three months and one way that I am kind of making it tour uh, I've got these uh, expiring at different intervals so I will stake 
maybe one coin on, you know, uh, April, then one coin in May, and then, you know, one coin in uh, June. So then come July, I've got one expiring, and then, you know, so on and so forth. So now I've got a rotating door of when these are expiring, so I'm getting the most interest, but I also have it to where um, I can have some money coming out every month to where if I want to, uh, you know, re-enroll it in the interest or in the earn platform, I can do that. But then I'm, I don't have it all locked up for one time and say, you know, I you know, have an emergency or need to sell it or want to do something with it. Um, I'm not tied into that, that lockup period because when you lock it up, you can't, you can't get it out. Uh, on Coinbase, uh, I believe they are going to be locking up your Ethereum until Ethereum 2.0 comes out next spring of 22. Uh, and I don't even think they have any better interest. I think it's pretty comparable to Crypto.com. So that's one of the reasons that I stayed there is the higher interest and more flexible ways to lock up your crypto. Um, like the, uh, the flexible plan on Crypto.com, I believe, is like 2%. Uh, and I know the three month is five and a half percent. So a good amount of interest there for holding your coins. And when you uh, lock them up, you do get the same amount back uh, at the end of the lockup. So say you locked up that half a coin, you'll still get the half a coin and you'll get paid every week. Uh, I believe it's on Saturdays. Uh, actually, no, I think it's I think it's seven days after um, when you do your lockup. So you'll you'll get um that five and a half percent, that weekly rate uh, every week. So it'll go and deposit back into your crypto wallet. So your crypto wallet will be gaining money as your crypto earn platform has coins in it locked up. So every week you're getting a little bit more money. Um, and now you can kind of collect that and then I just roll it back into the crypto earn platform when I'm ready to um, lock up some more coins when when something will expire I'll just add that interest back into the the next lockup and then that's gaining more money for you too so it's a good way to get some extra money and uh, have some more use out of your uh, cryptocurrency and it's definitely something that I would recommend doing uh, wherever you're you're staking or wherever you're holding your coins whatever brokerage whether it be coinbase or blockfi Gemini I would certainly say that, you know, if you're going to be holding your coins for a long time, it makes sense to be uh, earning interest on them. And and that's one of the reasons that I don't like PayPal other, you know, and you can't hold your keys as well. So definitely something to look at. Make sure you've got the interest. Make sure you're, you're growing as much as you can and uh, be on the lookout for the ones that don't uh, allow you to, to gain the interest. And uh, if, if you're going to hold, it certainly makes sense to, to make it do whatever it can to make you an extra dollar or two. So we talked a bit about uh, what crypto is, what blockchain is, where to buy your, your coins. Um, like I said, I like the, the two brokerages that I have links to in the description, um, but there are other ways to go about it if, if something works better for you or where you're listening to this from, uh, by all means, take advantage of the best option that works for you. Uh, I like the private key option and to where you actually hold the coins to where you can stake them and earn that extra interest. Um, the, the fees do vary. Make sure, uh, you know, a quick Google search will tell you which platforms have the best fees uh, associated with buying. I, I have noticed that 
you know, like I said, on crypto.com, it does uh, cost money to uh, do the deposits or the wire transfers into the account and they will hit you with a service charge because you're depositing money into a platform outside of the US. Uh, so there are those fees associated with crypto.com. Uh, so I'll use it to stake, but not to buy. Um, talked a little bit about the difference in fiat money, your paper money that you're, you're purchasing with and you're converting into crypto and uh, where to earn and kind of what a crypto wallet is and, uh, you know, I guess the only other things are, you know, I, I, I'm bullish on, on Ethereum, on Cardano. You know, they, they've got the most uh, programs and applications built on their networks. And, you know, the, the NFTs and Visa is, you know, currently buying uh, some different NFTs. And I think they want to be in the space, too. So there's, there's a lot more adoption coming. There's a lot more companies and countries that are looking to pick up. Um, more of the cryptocurrencies and I'm sure there's going to be some regulation coming um, you know anytime there's money in taxes the the government wants to make sure it's all legit and uh, being you know no no fraud no scams and they're going to try to do what they can to regulate it to, to make it as user friendly for for everyone while still getting their uh, their piece of the pie and uh, you know I, I'm just a I guess bullish on the main coins that we talked about. Um, like I said, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, uh, VeChain are some ones that I like. There's tons more. If it's got a name that you think is just catchy, it's probably not a good coin. There's tons of them that are just uh, meme and momentum coins that you got to watch out for. They can certainly burn you. Um, they certainly have different um, hype around them, but I don't know that they're always good investments. So certainly, you know, look out for the utility of the coin. Make sure that it's a platform that you like because there's, there's tons of them. So make sure, you know, that it's something that you really want to put your money into and back and know that it's, uh, it's got some use to it rather than just being a hype play because the, the hype plays tend to hurt us all. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. And, uh, you know, I think that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, but thank you as always for listening. Thank you for, uh, sharing and, and downloading the, the podcast and, you know, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks. As always, thank you for stopping by. Please like subscribe by clicking the notification bell share this podcast. Check the links in the description below to get your investing journey started. And until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.